Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Four past six, good morning and welcome into the show. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. He's got the week off, so me and Kempe are going to take you through till Friday. Kempe, uh, still up north, mate, and uh, place is looking resplendent behind you. you. You're back in studio tomorrow, though? I am, mate. I'm on my way back down to Tamaki Makoto this morning after the show, Rick. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty wet up here, actually. Just listening to Andy Thompson on the rural um, roundup uh, in and around what's going on in the farming industry. I really feel for uh, everyone at the moment, especially coming into spring and, and, the, and the weather is still uh, letting down. A, a, oh, mate, I can only say a bucket load of rain. Mm. Um, there's, there's so much of it. I know that in Auckland yesterday I was getting messages around uh, just how much rain was coming down down there and I've got to say up here in the far north the winterless north uh, isn't quite winterless at the moment it's cold it's wet and yeah hopefully the sun will come out uh, when we do finally get into spring later on this uh, next month so um, yeah Rick it's a mate, interesting night of sport the biggest there's some big news coming out I'll let you break that well, yeah, we're going to get into that uh, momentarily. I'm keen to get uh, your take on that as well. Double eight, double three is the temper bedpost text machine. But we should uh, we should have a look at what's coming up on the show. We got uh, we were going to talk to Mark Chapman out of the Black Caps. Uh, they've just travelled to the UK, but uh, he uh, is no longer able to do it. So we've got instead. How's this for an upgrade? Uh, no offence, Mark, but we've got the we've got the the big man, we've got Gary Stead, coming on at seven o'clock, so we can pick the coaches. Steady, Eddie, good work. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll also catch up with Quinton Strange, the uh, Tasman captain. The Marco have got that Ranfurly Shield Challenge tomorrow against Wellington in Storm Week for both sides. We'll catch up with him. And also the Rat, Paul Radisic, is going to join us as well uh, before 9 o'clock to talk about uh, supercars coming back to New Zealand in 2024 and Topor as the host for that. So we've got all of that uh, coming your way. But let's just get uh, into this right now, eh? The Triple Threat. Round one. All right, this is where we talk the big news of the day. And Kempe, I'm going to save the the best till last, if you like. But I thought we should talk about this because we talked a bit about it yesterday, about Carlos Alcaraz and uh, Djokovic, Novak Djokovic. Now, they played yesterday in the Cincinnati Open final, and I said this is probably going to be the US Open final as well. Alcaraz won the first set 5-7, and then... He lost the next two, 7-6, 7-6, two tiebreakers. So Djokovic takes it out. Talk about, that's epic when it goes 7-6, 7-6. But afterwards, Novak Djokovic said, playing Alcaraz reminds me of playing Nadal, which if you were Carlos Alcaraz and you grew up 
worshipping the feet of Rafa Nadal, he's who you base your whole game around. That has got to be some compliment, mate. Um, Unbelievable. What does that mean to that kid? And what was the biggest compliment you ever got in your career? I mean, did anybody yeah. ever say, geez, Kempe, Kempe was like trying to mark Wally Lewis out there today. Did you ever get any of those kind of things? Oh, I got uh, lots of that. It's funny you bring that one up. I got lots around that Wally Lewis. You know, a lot of people, Wally Lewis's last test was um, the test that I played in in Melbourne where I, I was 5'8", he was 5'8". And they say, you know, that's the guy that marked Wally Lewis in his last test. And, and a lot of my mates wind me up and say, it's because of you, he never played again. And that's not true. Wally was just at the back end of his <laughs> career. Um, but yeah, as far as what it means to that young kid's career, it, it, it means a lot. It probably won't mean, it probably won't sink in now. Rick, it'll probably sink in later on in life when he when he can look back on it and say, oh, I didn't actually understand what that meant. But I, when 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 I saw that and that you were asking me that question, I got a message from a, a he's not a kid anymore. He's a he's gone through Super League, played for England, and and is a really good man. I played with at Leeds when I was over there, and at the time he was coming through, he was the Kevin Sinfield in the front rowers. His name was Nick Fozard. Went on and played for Daniel Anderson at St Helens. Won champion um, championships and and challenge cups. I got a message from him only this year, and he and I'll read it out to you because this this is the type of stuff that means a lot. Look, with the, with the advent of social media, I get bagged all the time. Mm. You know, that's part that's part of my my job, uh, and I don't yeah you know, I don't mind that. That's people just going off, but when you get something like this, it's actually um, you know it's a little piece of uh, gold that you put away. So you just saw an interview. You did recently. I love you, old friend. Uh, it's the little things you do in your career that are important. I keep going on about it. But when you demanded that you take me home in your car rather than me take the bus and train when I was 17 that night after training, um, I just want to tell you I got a message off a young kid I looked after yesterday and he forwarded it to me. I just want you to know that I passed on the humanity that you passed down to me. And then there's a message for me. He goes, thanks, Nick. Just a side note, when people ask me stories about you, they always want funny ones, but I always tell them, that about when I was 17, I cost us a game at Cassaway, and the first person to the next day to look after me was you. Just know that everyone in the UK thinks you're a really good person and a gentleman, and as well as being a bloody tough player. And mate, when you get that type of message from, mm. you know, the guy that, and he was, I, I remember that when I picked him up, but I used to do that with all the kids, you know, that were coming through, um, because I knew what it was like not to have anything. And they would, you know, they'd train as hard as, hard as us, if not harder, waiting for their opportunity. And uh, if I saw them stand at a bus stop or I saw them and they weren't, you know, we were at a cafe, I'd shout their lunch, I'd do things like that. And just getting that message from that man is probably, you know, that's right up there with those compliments. It certainly means a lot more than getting bagged by some couch potato, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do. But like I said, mate, that's, you know, water off a duck's back with me. That's that's part of the role. And, um, yeah, I've, to, I've spoken to a lot of people, Rick, about that side as well. Like, don't let that affect you. Yeah, that's that's people. They call them keyboard warriors, but uh, yeah, they they don't really know what they've said until they get a punch in the face. Round two. And Mike, and Mike Tyson said that, didn't he? He did. He did. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Uh, round two. Uh, now news has come out. Uh, Tonga have announced their rugby world cup squad. No Israel Folau. He's not recovered from yeah. a knee injury, so no Israel Folau. But listen to who they do have. Now, George Moala has been included because they've managed to get his uh, ban reduced from 10 to 5 weeks, right? So uh, he's uh, he's got 5 weeks, so he'll be able to uh, join, uh, I think, just before the end of the group stages. They've also got Malachi Fekitoa, Charles Piatau, Via Fafita, and former Wallaby lock Adam Coleman in the team. 
that's not bad. Plus, they've got a bunch of players who have played for Moana Pacifico, players that are playing in France and England. How do you think Tonga will go at the Rugby World Cup? Oh, look, I, I think they'll go all right. Look, uh, I, I read a social yesterday from a, I'm trying to find it, from an a ex-Samoan player, and it was really brutal. Uh, in the sense that he said, you know, uh, you, you blokes playing, it, it, it was along this line, Rick, he said, you blokes that are playing tier one um, rugby at the World Cup and 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 want Tongans and, and Samoans to be playing at that, at that um, Fijians, he was saying about the islands, to be playing at that World Cup with you, then stop talking about it five years after your career is finished. Mm. He said, he basically said, grow some, grow some now and talk about it now. And when you look at what's happened through the rugby league ranks with, with Tonga and Samara especially, um, can they go up there and, and, and cause an upset? Yeah, of course they can. With players like that, you're talking about Piatel, you're talking about Fikator, that, that you know, um, all blacks in their own right, if they can get their side uh, firing, of course they can and, uh, cause upsets. But I think the bigger question is, will they be uh, competitive in years to come if they're allowed to select their their players. Israel Folau's a massive loss. You know, I mean, like, he's, he's the best best Tongan player in the world, um, people would say. So him, him not going uh, is a big loss, but can they cause an upset? Well, I think they can. I still think with that side they can. Yeah, well, you look at the group they've got. So they've got the South Africans, the Irish, the Scots, and Romania. You, you back them to beat the Romanians, but I'll tell you what, they could give the, the Irish and the Scots a hurry up too, couldn't they? Well, they're going to give them a hard game, and mm. you know, all but all but the b- bounce of the ball and and things going their way. You know, there's there's games that you're playing, Rick, and you and you think you got no chance. And that that one I spoke to you about with uh, Wally Lewis down in Melbourne, like they gave us no chance that night. You know, it was the first game at Olympic Park, which is Melbourne's home now. Um, and I think Australia went down there, I think for for two or three years, and they never won a game. They played the Poms there twice and lost. They played us there and lost. Because um, it was like an no away chance. game. Yeah, and we had absolutely no chance. We were given no chance and all of a sudden we go out there and everything goes right for us and we win that game. So can they win a game and, and upset one of those big boys, Ireland or, or Scotland? Yeah, I think they can. I th- I'm just trying to remember that Melbourne game because you know, when I say it was like an away game, it's because at that time particularly, Australians and Victorians didn't care about rugby league, right? But all the expats would come out, so all the Kiwis and Poms would come out, so it was like the, the Kangaroos were playing away when they played in Melbourne. But I'm just trying to remember, who was the guy, if it's the same test I'm thinking of, he'd come through, had a, uh, a bit of a blockbuster season for the Broncos the season before, was Paul really Hoff. tall, skinny guy that played fullback, and he had an absolute nightmare that game, didn't he? He did. He never played another test. His name was Paul Hoff. And he was uh, he was about six foot four, and he was real lanky. And like we had this kicking game, I, I was a main um, what you call yardage kicker, and Wiz was just wh- whacking these little kicks through, you know. <laughs> and he couldn't bend down and pick him up. And Tarweta picks up a try off it. I think uh, uh, Clayton Friend picks up a try off it. He, ne- he never plays for Australia again after that that season that you're talking about. Um, but yeah, it was like an away game because I'd never been to Melbourne before either, Rick. That was the first time I'd ever been to Melbourne, been down there. We didn't play NRL down there. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was a really, really good week. Uh, just a, they, we, had a, we had a side that year that um, when, we, when we went well, we went well. And then 
if you remember in the second and third test, they got absolutely tonked. When mm. we went bad, they went horribly bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just a text through too to say that uh, Mark Robinson yesterday mentioned perhaps the next World Cup, Richie Mawanga, Shannon Frizzell, Lester Faiganuku. Because they're not playing for in New Zealand, they're going to be playing offshore. Maybe they could do the stand-down, three-year stand-down after this World Cup and then be available to play for Tonga at the next one. Well, I, th- I think the three-year stand-down, I think you're going to hear more about that. I think players, you know, this is what's going on in rugby league in the NRL. Uh, you've got players playing Origin and then electing to play for their, their Pacific Nation team. You know, so I think that's, you know, a, it's in some sense a restraint of trade where you can't make players... Uh, you, you, you've got to make players play for your all-black team and, and can't let them play for their home country. Someone's going to challenge it. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, the thing is, you know, it's basically if you want to, if you want a contract with the NZR, you've got to be available for the All Blacks. Um, yeah. And they, that's, that's basically the deal. Which... But, 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 I'll, but I'll, I'll say this, Rick, you know, if you're an electrician, okay, and uh, there was two jobs and the, elect- and, and the All Blacks had their building they wanted rewired and the Australian Rugby Union had their building that wanted to be rewired and the Samoans had their building and uh, the All Blacks said well you can only uh, rewire our building and not theirs if you want our contract it's you know it's like well I want to I want to wire all three three buildings because it's my business yeah yeah I, I get what you mean but when it comes to I think what's muddying that I, as a professional athlete yes playing for franchises yes but when it comes to international footy you make a mockery of it if, you, if people can just change, change, change. I think one change in your career is fine, but you can't be hopping and skipping everywhere. Yes, exactly. So that's the rule that needs to change. What I'm saying is you have you have the ability to, to, to change, but if you do that, then you have the criteria around it. You just can't blatantly say to someone, I'm sorry, you can't do that. Yep, not nah, fair. Uh, we've had a text through too from Elvin. I'll just get to this before we carry on the triple threat. What's up with the TAB app, lads? Elvin, I can tell you uh, the website's down as well. Uh, the message comes up, says, we're currently running some scheduled system maintenance to ensure you have a great experience betting with tab.co.nz. Please bear with us, and we will have you back in the game soon, thanks to TAB team. All right, so there you go, Elvin. That's what's going on with that. Let's crack on. Round three. Now, round three, this is what you started talking about at the start, but I wanted to hold this back. Former All Black coach, Sir Steve Hansen, has joined the Wallabies ahead of the World Cup. Now, I was gobsmacked when I heard this, Kempe. Listen to how gobsmacked Dane Coles was. What do you make of your former coach linking up with the Wallabies? Who's that? Steve Hansen. Yeah? (laughs) Well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like a, is, like in camp kind of set up. Yeah. He has, he has to turn up to the game. A few days. He might yeah. not be paid. What are your thoughts? Yeah, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts a little bit, to be fair. Um, oh, yeah, I'm Mitch I know he's quite tight with Fiddy. I think they're pretty good mates, but he was a, he's a bit of an icon in the All Black setup. And <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, oh, I'm actually, yeah, a bit speechless, but a bit disappointing about that. We can't do much about that. So. Does it sting a little given what he's brought to the All Black? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does kind of bitter. Like, yeah, I love. He's a great man. And, <laughs> yeah. He's not obviously in the environment at the moment, so we just have to like, kind of leave it. And um, I suppose he can help out Eddie. Hopefully, he doesn't tell Eddie all our secrets. But I think he'll be respectful. You know, that's the main. If he's respectful, and um, which I think he will get to the All Blacks, I think um, there'll be no problems. Yeah, that's just me trying to process what you've just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my question for you, Kempe, is Steve Hansen working with the Wallabies. 
as All Black fans, are we okay with that? I mean, it sounds like the All Black players aren't okay with it. Well, you know, we just talked about restraint of trade. You know, you can't go around and put ring fence people um, on what they, they want to do. When, when I heard that from Dane Coles, all right, when I heard that, um, that response from Dane Coles, it's obviously been kept well under wraps. And when it broke last night and, and Colsey's been asked to comment on it, you can tell him going through and filing his response in a certain order. Like, it's gone, really? And then he's gone, okay, now what do I have to say? Um, oh, yeah, no, he's, you know, he's a good bloke. I'm, oh, hang, hang on, now I'm a, I'm a player. What do I say about the competitive? Oh, he, mm. he's got some really good information. And then it's like, oh, I'll leave it, and we're obviously going to go back and have a chat about this so we know how to respond about it. It's got to, it's got to throw uh, the curlies in there. I, I th- for me, when I, when I read it, I was like, how are you going to protect the IP? You know, because knowing Eddie, Eddie Jones, he's going to be chipping away all the time in and around uh, uh, getting information. But he's going to be watching and, and learning as well, Steve Hansen, and, and getting that IP that he had already delivered through that all-black system. I think it's a... Ooh, it, it, it would have the uh, New Zealand rugby doing... Oh, mate, they'd be... They'd be beside themselves at the moment, worried about what Steve Hansen's got to say. Well, I'll take you back to this, mate. Do you remember when uh, Russell Coates left Team New Zealand to, to go to Alingi? Remember the outrage? Yep, I do. You know, I do. he was called a traitor. He was called all sorts. How is... I'm not saying that we, we say that about, about Steve Hansen, but how is this any different? Well, it's not. It's And and the other the other thing about that, like the, the America's Cup isn't the All Blacks. Like the All Blacks is... is um, deeply seated in the fabric of New Zealand for, for, for decades. You know, anywhere you go in the world, there's an all-black jersey. So it's not as if you're, you know, it's, it's David Kidd will go to Argentina. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's, he's a defensive coach, it's rugby league, then, you know, he's not going to get a hell of a lot out of that. But the, 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 what the all-blacks mean as, a, as an organisation and as a, as a team... All of a sudden, that's what I'm saying, is you've got this IP at your fingertips. Can you extract it? And that's what Eddie Jones likes to do. He likes to try and extract IP. I'd be um, concerned that even by viewing and just watching Steve Henson, some of that IP is going to leak out. Yeah, it will. It'd be interesting to get your thoughts. Double eight, double three is the temper bedpost text machine. What do you reckon? What do you make of uh, Sir Steve Hansen working with the Wallabies for this Rugby World Cup? Are you okay with it, or do you does it does it, it rubs me the wrong way? I've got to say, uh, I don't like it, but I get it's, well, it's not like he needs the coin. You wouldn't have thought just quietly, but there you go. Uh, your thoughts. Double eight, double three, double eight, double three. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the big home, the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day.